says Michael Popak, Legal AF. Alvin Bragg, Manhattan DA, is not done with Alan Weisselberg. The disgraced felon, five and a half month jailed, former CFO, chief financial officer for the Trump organization dating back 50 years. If anybody knows where all the bodies are buried and all the books are cooked at the Trump organization with Donald Trump, it's Alan Weisselberg. And there's a two-year pressure campaign that's coming to a head by the Manhattan DA's office to get Alvin, uh, Alan Weisselberg to testify and flip on Donald Trump. It hasn't worked so far. He was willing Alan Weisselberg to go into jail at Rikers Island for five and a half months to cover for his boss, although he did give testimony, which was favorable to the prosecution, against the Trump organization entities that resulted in a 17-count felony conviction by a jury in Manhattan of the Trump organization entities related to tax fraud. What? How does, how does Alvin Bragg get Alan Weisselberg to testify now, finally, about the broader case against Trump related to loan fraud, tax fraud, insurance fraud, perjury. There is, there is new reporting that Alan Weisselberg, in giving an interview to the New York Attorney General Letitia James's office, remember, she's got a $250 million civil fraud case against Trump. Alan Weisselberg, Ivanka, the the other kids, and and the Trump organization that is in New York State Supreme Court going to trial in October, that he gave an interview a year or two years ago to Letitia James's office, and that Alan Weisselberg during that interview lied, and that there was and that they know they can prove intentional, uh, willful false statement under oath to the New York Attorney General. That's a crime. That's a criminal perjury crime. And listen, as as late as February or March of this year, we reported on the Midas Touch Network and on Legal AF, the podcast that I co-anchor on Wednesdays and Saturdays, we already reported that Alan Weisselberg's then lawyers, because he's now replaced them, but his then lawyers, Nick Gravanti, was given a presentation by the New York, uh, by the Manhattan DA, laying out new potential crimes against uh, his client that he was subject to. Now, what's happened since then? Nick Gravanti got fired by Alan Weisselberg. There's a lot of pressure and a lot of tension between Alan Weisselberg, who's trying to save his skin and not go to jail for the rest of his life. He's in his late 70s and of ill health. And the uh, Trump Organization lawyers led by Susan Necklace because they didn't like the fact that Alan Weisselberg sat with the prosecutors to prepare his testimony and and uh, cooperated in other ways against the Trump Organization. And they didn't like the fact that Nick Gravanti brokered that deal in order to get his client as uh, less amount of jail time as possible. Nick Gravanti's gone and he's been replaced uh, so far. The new lawyer that's been brought in is uh, Seth Rosenberg at Clayman Rosenberg in New York. What's their claim to fame? Well, they're a well-known uh, white-collar criminal defense firm in Manhattan. One of uh, Rosenberg's partners successfully represented Matt Gates in getting him out from under the sex trafficking crimes. So that's that law firm. That's the new law firm for Alan Weisselberg that is interfacing with the Manhattan DA. But the reporting now is the Manhattan DA is playing hardball, They're tired after two years of not getting any of the insiders to flip in their favor to go after Donald Trump for the bigger case of of loan fraud and tax fraud. And they're focused again on a pressure campaign on Alan Weisselberg using potential perjury charges against him 
to get him to cooperate. Look, this guy doesn't want to go back to jail. When he was on the stand during the Trump Organization criminal trial, he said that it was that uh, they asked him if he was embarrassed to be um, testifying about the tax fraud that he committed. You know, the apartments and uh, school tuition for his grandchildren and uh, taxis and apartments, car rentals and all that, that he didn't pay taxes on, that nobody paid taxes on. It was all under the table. They asked him if he was embarrassed to be testifying about all that. And he said, more than you will ever know, right? And uh, then he went off to Rikers Island in an orange jumpsuit for five and a half months. This guy doesn't want to go back to jail. And, and despite the fact that the Trump organization threw him a birthday party before he went into Rikers Island and is signaling to him, we'll take care of you, you know, like any good uh, uh, mobster, you know, mafia type family, they'll take care of him if, if he testifies in their favor. And this is like Godfather 2 or Godfather 1. Alan Weisselberg's got to make his own deal unless he wants to die in prison, never see his grandchildren and family again. He's going to have to play ball with the Manhattan DA's office. And they'll finally get what they've been looking for from almost day one of Alvin Bragg's tenure as, as Manhattan DA, a cooperating witness who doesn't have some of the other baggage that somebody like Michael Cohen has. Now, Michael Cohen's already testified and the Manhattan DA's office knows that there's no financial dealings, no money flow, no payments made in that organization that Alan Weisselberg didn't know about in a proof. All money ran from Trump through Weisselberg out the door. And all money was accounted for on the books and records of the Trump organization through Alan Weisselberg. So he is obviously a key witness. He was involved with Stormy Daniels in the hush money payment and how that payment for $130,000 was repaid to Michael Cohen, up to $400,000 in terms of a bonus that was paid through Alan Weisselberg, how that was recorded on the books and records, which is the heart of the criminal case against Donald Trump right now, the 34 count felony uh, indictment against him is books and records entries approved by Alan Weisselberg. The whole case at the civil side brought by Letitia James, the New York Attorney General, for $250 million, pending in front of Judge N. Goron, that's going to trial in October. All of those financial dealings, the, con- the interactions with the banks to tell them how much the um, properties were worth that Donald Trump was trying to take loans and refinancing out on. The appraisal issue, fake appraisals being used that weren't independent. The lies that were told to the insurance companies about property value, the deflation of property value of the Trump world in order to save on taxes after they've inflated the loan value in order to get loans and to have those loans insured as required by the lenders. All that ran through the toll road of Alan Weisselberg. I can't I can't stress enough or emphasize enough the importance of Alan Weisselberg to any future prosecution of Donald Trump by the Manhattan DA's office. They can sort of do it without him, but it is so much easier and so much more guaranteed of a success if they've got Alan Weisselberg cooperating. And so the pressure continues on Alan Weisselberg now facing down the barrel of perjury charges because he gave a statement to the New York Attorney General. We don't know what the statement was, but we know what the New York Attorney General is looking at. Insurance fraud, insurance misrepresentations, 
uh, misrepresentations about loan value. That's got to be what Alan Weisselberg perjured himself on, at least from the Manhattan DA's office. We know from other reporting that he lied to Zurich Insurance. When Zurich Insurance, was, which was going to insure the property, I don't know if it was 40 Wall Street or one of the other Trump, uh, Trump named buildings, but they asked him point blank, is this an independent appraisal for the value that you need us to insure? Because the lenders require insurance up to the value of the loan in order to make the loan, right? They want the property fully insured in case something happens to it. So he lied to Zurich Insurance, Ivanka's involved in this, and said, yeah, independent appraisal. And I'm sure he kept that lie going when he met with Letitia James. That's my view, putting the pieces together of what that perjury charge could look like. That, I'm sure, has been presented to Seth Rosenberg, the new lawyer for Alan Weisselberg. And they have to consider whether they want to cut a deal, take a plea deal on the perjury, in return for cooperating and a recommendation by the Manhattan DA that he won't serve any more jail time. Because if he doesn't do it, they're going to go after him again. And they're going to try him again at the same time as a coordinated effort. Because everything Manhattan DA is coordinated with Letitia James's New York Attorney General office. They have lawyers that work who are deputized in both investigations, criminal and civil, they work hand in glove together. And at the same time that there's a pressure campaign by the Manhattan DA, what is Letitia James's office, New York Attorney General, doing? She's asking the court to permit her to take a deposition of Alan Weisselberg. She asked last week Judge Angoron if she could have the permission to take Alan Weisselberg's deposition because discovery period, the period of, of information exchange, is almost over for that trial uh, trial in October. So she had to get permission of the court. And she said, well, the good news is, Judge, Alan Weisselberg's just coming out of jail. He was in jail for five and a half months. We couldn't depose him. It's very difficult to take a deposition at Rikers Island. We'd like to do it now. If he's sitting in that chair with her, with this now new claim of perjury, he's going to have to take the Fifth Amendment against self-incrimination. He can't take it about things he's already pled guilty and served his time because those things aren't going to be prosecuted. But if he thinks there's a federal and or state criminal prosecution, and he's been told there's going to be one, I believe, on perjury, he's going to take the Fifth. And Letitia James in the civil side is going to be able to use that against him because if you take the Fifth Amendment in a civil setting, the jury is given an instruction to make what's called an adverse inference. If you hear a witness say Fifth Amendment in the civil side, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you are to ad- to make an adverse inference about the answer to that question. So if you ask Alan Weisselberg, did you commit insurance fraud with Zurich Insurance? I take the Fifth Amendment against self-incrimination. The jury can conclude that he committed insurance fraud against the uh, uh, Zurich Insurance. And that's what's going to happen. And he knows it. And so to put him between a rock and a hard place or between a Manhattan DA and a New York Attorney General place, Letitia James is trying to sit him down, uh, Alan Weisselberg, for a deposition, make him take that Fifth Amendment so that she gets the byproduct benefit of it in her civil case, while Alan Weisselberg uses it to his advantage to try to get a flip of uh, of uh, Alan Weisselberg against Donald Trump. That's where we're at. Those are the moving pieces. I cover it on Hot Takes, just like this one, about every day, only on the Midas Touch Network. And then we curate these hot takes and the best stories of the week. And we do two shows called Legal AF, 
which sits at the intersection of law and politics. I do a Wednesday show with Karen Friedman Ignifolo, former top prosecutor for the Manhattan DA's office, and on the weekend show, Saturdays, with the founder of Midas Touch um, and a civil rights lawyer in his own right, Ben Macellis. Watch our show there. If you like what I'm doing here, give me a thumbs up on the YouTube. Leave a comment. I'll take a look. And you can follow me, Michael Popak, on all things social media at MS Popak. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF reporting. Lock him up. Indictment season is upon us. Celebrate with the new Indictment season t-shirt and v-neck exclusively at store.midastouch.com. 